<laughs> Axel is cool. <laughs> you got a glass jaws on two thick metal dudes and the running is back and the knees and the cast uh, uh, feet when you know we're watching him <laughs> Hey Beavis, do you know how to read? <laughs> It's the Guns Radio Podcast, coming to you live-ish. Are we live? I don't think so. Anyway, we're coming to you on all of your favorite podcast platforms, available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. As always, I'm Dustin Bones, joined by my partner in perfect crime, the madman, Chris Caputo. What's going on? Have I done the madman yet? No, that's actually a new one. Okay, good, because that one, I, I didn't go into this one prepared like I normally do. No. And, uh, uh, we've had, <laughs> so uh, I just threw that one off the top of my head. I'm going to have to start jotting these down, because if I'm going to come up with a new one every show, uh, some of them are going to get recycled. Yeah. <laughs> we should ask for fan submissions. Uh, go, Ooh, over to our dis- <laughs> go over to our Discord and give Chris Caputo a nickname. I think we're setting ourselves up right now, but... Um, I mean, the more the merrier. I wasn't bred with a middle name, so I can use any nickname. That's good, so I'll take it. But tonight on our show, we're going to be talking about The Garden of Eden is our song of the day. But we're going to be joined by a very special guest on our show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Brando of Appetite for Distortion. Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. Too kind. Too kind. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> I don't think Thanks, you can guys. hear the sound effects. <laughs> the clapping? Oh, oh, you actually played sound effects. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that all. Okay. okay, I heard the clapping. That was that was enough. That that filled my heart with joy. <laughs> yes. And also, this reminded me of just how it, it used to feel with a co-host. My former co-host, still current friend Ian Scotto. I would call him my partner in perfect crime. And I would come up with a, a stupid nickname for him for every show. So, all right. Lynn, you're thinking. That was our thing. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and so it was uh, having a Guns N' Roses podcast. I thought that was my thing. But you got- <laughs> <laughs> We're in pity on his territory. <laughs> oh, yeah. We try no, not it. to. We try to pee around his territory, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We're like two dogs on two separate ends of the road. Looking each other in the eye while we pee on our own respective fire hydrants. <laughs> <laughs> right across the street. <laughs> well, Two sides to. of the same fire hydrant. Yeah, something like that. But I don't know. I think we'd sniff each other's butts, and uh, we, which we've been doing like for maybe like an hour. Because you just recorded a bit for uh, for my show, and we, we spoke a bunch of off the air. So we've sniffed each other's butts, and I think we're we're okay. We're okay. Smelling peachy, that's for sure. Well, yeah. thank you for having us, by the way, on uh, Appetite for Distortion. Yeah, thank you for that. And no problem. Thank you for being here. Yeah, no, no problem. Thankfully, I I get to do both yours and uh, my sh- your show and my show without even getting up from my chair. So it's uh, it's easy. Nice, works out. Works out great for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, well, before we get too far in, and uh, before uh, while we're right here at the beginning. When we've gotten everybody's attention, uh, let's go ahead, uh, Brando, 
tell everybody about like like they anybody listening to the show don't already know but just in case tell anybody about where they can find appetite for distortion and uh, anything you want to plug really really quick i mean i never take for i never assume that people listen to me at all that's kind of been it's been like that through my radio career i always feel like i'm just uh at one end of a tin can ta- attached to a string so it's pretty just like when you guys reached out to have me on i'm always uh amazed and surprised and flattered and uh, a bunch of other adjectives that i can't think of right now but assuming that people do listen i appreciate uh, them listening to the afd show but appetite for distortion uh iheart radio spreaker i mean you can just type type it into google and a lot of different platforms will come up spotify uh, apple podcasts and i believe this is going to be your 10th uh, episode correct yes sir yes double digits so i i, I can't believe and you know just congrats because doing a podcast is is difficult because you're it's a very big pond right now uh it's it's, it's huge. yeah so uh for me i just finished i guess you're going to be on my 154th uh episode and you'll be uh with my my guest uh desmond child the the grammy award-winning uh producer and songwriter and I'm going to have you guys on for my fan obsession segment on that episode. Wait, wait, but, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, real quick question. Quick question. Yeah. Does he go on first or do we go on first? He goes on first. Dude, we just main evented and just outshined Desmond Child, dude. Can you believe that? Oh, oh damn. Uh, that, is, that is amazing. See, I look at it like uh, not, not to burst your your bubble, but I look at it like Johnny Carson or you know um, uh, Stephen Colbert. You have the big guest on first, and then you have like the shitty comedian at the end. Right? <laughs> have us lowly jabronis. No, I, I feel bad. I hope I'm not your biggest guest. Biggest one yet, at least. You guys are fucking so- doomed. <laughs> Well, well, uh, Dan from What the Famicon, that was a fun show. What? Oh, okay. I know. Okay. He's he's reached out to me, and he'll probably be a a fan obsession guest uh, of mine as well. But no, I'm I'm lucky. Sure. But I'm lucky that I I actually, uh, that my my day job is in radio uh, here in New York City, and I get to do the the podcast. It's kind of like a fun perk to it all. And, uh, he can sometimes get access to some big names like uh, like Alice Cooper or Dave Mustaine, but sometimes, I mean, a lot of the times because I do my own uh, hard work and, and getting people and getting guests on, but to get Richard Fortas on, I still feel like I got away with something with having a current Guns N' Roses member on my podcast, which is very hard. Uh, no, but, it, but it's been great, and this is going to be a unique thing to not just uh, do a profile on a person but to talk about a song, and especially a song that I actually really like. So I'm glad that your 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 wheel of fortune landed on uh, Garden of Eden. Oh yeah. At American University, we don't just hope for change; we create it. We don't just dream of a better world; we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. 
Let me ask you about that, by the way. I'm curious to know. Um, you've interviewed many, many huge names on your show uh, from various uh, walks of life, and you do always bring it back around to GNR somehow, and uh, including guys like Tommy Stinson's been on there. Uh, yeah. Even, uh, you know, talking about wrestling, CM Punk has been on there. Uh, is there any particular guest that you've had on uh, that you can think of that you maybe have been exceptionally nervous beforehand when you were getting ready to start the interview yeah and uh it's funny since you guys have sound clips that i can't hear i'm gonna play i think i, I should still fucking have it okay i do yeah the one i was really nervous for was uh dave mustaine and oh. when you're when i get these shorter interviews and i'm by that i mean it's not just like you and I, we, we agree to be on each other's podcast. We may have like a loose time we give each other or whatever. But sometimes with these bigger names that I'm able to have access to with my job, they are just doing what is called uh, are called morning radio tours. So they are booked from 9 to 11, sometimes over the phone, sometimes in person. And my division schedules these morning radio tours where they're promoting something, whether it be a book, a new album. Uh, whatever it is. So you really only have, have like 10 minutes, if that. There's sometimes I have like seven minutes. But with Dave Mustaine, it may have been like seven or eight minutes. I forget. So you really want to do the right thing, which is promote what they want to promote. They're not there to have, this is your life, to ask all your fanboy questions. They're talking to you for uh, for a purpose, and they get all that. And then, of course, again, with me and my GNR hook, so to speak, if they are not a direct connection, like CM Punk is not a direct connection, but I got to make sure, okay, I talk about uh, what they want to talk about. Maybe I could talk about the big thing that they're famous for. And then, okay, now I have to somehow get the GNR thing in there. Yeah, so, tie it all up. Right. So that's going through my head with Dave Mustaine. And the connection with him, I mean, yeah, he's played with, with GNR back in the day. And sometimes I get too focused on making everything so fluid and having good transitions. So I got stuck on the word, uh, like idolize, you know, I was saying, I was talking about like how people idolize Dave Mustaine, uh, as a guitar player. And I was like, Oh, there's somebody else. I'm wondering how your relationship is with, with slash. Is, is he somebody who I probably wanted to say admire or, or look something just not as that does not idolize. Like, do you idolize Slash? <laughs> that's just like his peer, and I feel like that's would not was not a right. I don't know. Well, you can hear his response right now. Is that what you said? I idolize Slash. He he just. I felt <laughs> it was really awkward. Actually, one of my friends probably uh, summed it up best. He's like, when I was listening to that interview, my my asshole tightened when he got to that oh. point. <laughs> I thought he was like, going to hang up on me. It's like, what uh, the fuck. <laughs> And I've actually tried to reach out to him again to get a longer interview, but uh, that that did not happen. But that, but after that, he got sick. Oh, I, th I think he's doing better now. So uh, hopefully in the future, I can get him on for a longer interview. And but yeah, I was really nervous for that one, and I was probably nervous for for Henry Rollins. Everybody who seems angry in real life, <laughs> I, I was nervous. But uh, for the most part, you know, people are, are happy to come on. I mean, they're coming on a podcast. It's not like they're doing the morning commute in New York. So they're they're willingly uh, giving me their times, which is uh, pretty cool. So but they have, definitely Dave Mustaine. I was uh, 
forever. Like I'm just I, I wanted I want a second chance to redeem myself. Anyway. <laughs> Have you ever had to reconstruct an interview like afterward? You know, you get it in the can and then you no. I've I've had this and oh because I have another uh, soundbite. Oh, you guys probably won't guess who it is. It was so rad. All right, that was the, <laughs> that was Dave Kushner. So I I think it was episode twenty, uh, and I just reached out to Dave through Twitter, and he was happy to do the podcast with me and Ian at the time, and it was a really really great conversation because uh, we you know in addition to talking about GNR. You know, I talk a lot about mental health and addiction on the podcast because it relates to Guns N' Roses. And now, you know, I, I, I don't want to just talk about other people's addictions and their problems. So I talk about mine and because it, it opens up guests and I think it, it connects you more with the audience. So it was just a powerful episode uh, talking to Dave. And I told him about, you know, my experiences with, with death and addiction, all that stuff. And I got genuine responses from him. And then I, I, just like how I said to you guys, just as I saved our portion for my podcast, I'm like, all right, let me just save it. Let me make sure it's saved. I did save it, but I saved like three minutes of it somehow. Like I just didn't save it. And it was like an hour and a half interview. I was just, I wanted to cry, to be honest with you. And, you know, I could send him a message saying, you know, I'm so sorry that this happened. I'm embarrassed. You know, uh, this has never happened before. You know, if you ever want to come on again, you know, uh, Please, you know, I, I would love to have you, but you don't have to do anything. Just thank you for your time. Sorry for wasting it. And, and he wrote back um, pretty uh, immediately that saying, like, no, let, let's do it again. Let's do it again, guys. So, you know, oh. not, not to reconstruct the conversation like we were play acting. I, I spoke about what happened with the episode and maybe some stories he had heard for the second time, but it was just not, it didn't have the magic of that first interview. So, uh, that's that's the closest thing I've had to uh, like redo something other than maybe me going back and listening to myself and being, I'm talking too much. Let me chop out 30 seconds of my bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I do that all the time on this show. I'll go in and be like, man, I talked forever to say something that took one sentence to say. So I'll re-record <laughs> me saying that one thing. Yeah, uh, word economy. That was a... Uh, a phrase told to me by my my program director in Cape Cod when I was there, uh, especially when you're on terrestrial radio, when you're given X amount of seconds to talk, mm. uh, you really got to be careful with your words. Or if you're writing script for a commercial, you know, what can you say? And that's where a podcast is. Uh, it's a different beast. You know, not everybody is, nor should they be, Joe Rogan when they're going on for three for three hours. Just try to get your your point across as best as you can, you know. Uh, so there are times like this is a oh, this isn't live, you know, podcast. This is one take, Charlie. Uh, but I think it's maybe like doing a, a TV show. Maybe maybe you do a few takes, um, or if you have time to go back and listen to it, why not make that product sound better? You wanted to make it sound sincere, but if you have an opportunity to make it sound tighter, better, I think there's nothing wrong uh, with that. But again, this is like some slight editing. I don't really ever, uh, especially with the guest. But if there's like a, a long pause or a silence or maybe some awkward, you know, I, I try to make it just sound pretty. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the best way I could put it. That reminds me. Uh, guys, I want to say to uh, to Brando, especially thank you for coming on uh, because of our history of conversation. Um, mm. 
uh, I'll go ahead and say I wasn't thinking clearly when uh, I was trying to get you to hook me up with uh, uh, Bobby Bobby Brown. Oh. Pie girl. <laughs> uh, so uh, definitely thanks to Brando for still coming on to this show. What were you saying? Like you were trying to uh, get in her cherry pie or something? You were trying to have me be my maker? Look, <laughs> man, we don't want to get too gross on this show. Okay. It did get a little, little bit out there. Uh, no, she is. Uh, I, I would have no ability to do that anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you weren't the only one. I mean, she's, uh, she's still a, a beautiful woman, and she was a cool guest. It, it got a little awkward, to be honest with you, after the fact, because uh, I will still call him my friend, uh, Brett Buchanan from Alternative Nation, uh, net. I know many people may groan because of all the, uh, the clickbait that he does. And there's a method to the madness. So he had to do some clickbaity things uh, for her interview, which got a lot of lessons because of his clickbait that she just didn't like the headlines. Uh, but imme- immediately he took them down. But she's emailing me, you know, what is this? I'm like, it's, it's not me. But I will be happily, uh, I will happily connect you to, to Brett to see what we can do about it. And he took it down right away. So he's good like that. But I don't know if I. I scared her off for having like another interview with me because of my connection with the alt nation. Right. I had suggested that she get on other, uh, if she wanted to get other guests on for me and she would be like my co-host for that, which is something I do. Sometimes I'll have uh, former guests or listeners be my co-host to interview somebody. So I try to be, you know, creative within my, uh, GNR world. And, she, I, I don't know. I just hope that happens because there are people that she hung out with, obviously back in the day. Oh uh, yeah. So then it, it's uh, it is what it is, you know. I, I'm, I'm sure not, she does have a million stories though that could be worth telling. Oh, I'm sure. We're, we're still Facebook friends, so I know she doesn't hate me. That's fine. Well, that's good. But long story short, I cannot help you at all with Bobby. Roger, <laughs> <laughs> <Not your> shucks. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the, uh, you have a you have a better shot with the guy from New Edition, that Bobby Brown. What's he look like? Houston, he's good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> and right there, it's over. <laughs> Call the rap. We ain't coming back from this. <laughs> oh, no. Is there anything else, you guys? Uh, because I appreciate you guys, um, you know, not, not just having me on to talk about the song and the video, but just to ask me about myself and my my podcast. Because uh, I'm usually not somebody who likes doing that. It's weird. I don't do many. Not that I get asked or get turned down a lot, but I don't do this too often. And I'm very I'm very awkward about it in public when people ask me about what I do. You know, podcasts who I've interviewed because I'm just not that. I don't have that kind of ego. Where I'm like, oh, I've talked to this person, that person. I just, I don't know, I just feel weird. I'm like, eh, you know, it is what it is. I get to talk to these people. I was on the phone. My girlfriend would be like, oh, he just spoke to Alice Cooper. He just interviewed Alice Cooper. Like, eh, I was on the phone. It was for 15 minutes. Eh. I was kind of, <laughs> yeah, no biggie. Yeah. But I guess that's Still really cool, though. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fortunate. And I, I never thought in my radio, which is a legitimate radio career, that I would. You know, find my most enjoyment doing a Guns N' Roses podcast. I never imagined that. You would think Alice Cooper, though he has a he has a radio gig too. He should be able to connect his shit together and make it sound a little better. I uh, that I don't know about. Uh, what do you mean? Like on my interview? 
or just in general. Yeah, the, he's got a radio show because I listen to it. Oh yeah, because I think just the the timing. That's why if you listen to it, the the ID that he does at the beginning. Hey, this is Alice Cooper. You're listening to Appetite for Distortion. That quality is mint because he went to his recording studio after. But oh, I guess that's cool. it's all about scheduling. You know, as long as these people give me their time, I'm lucky. You know, oh, yeah. That they the people who have come come in. You know, like fucking Jim Brewer was here to do one of those morning tours. But after two hours of talking to radio stations, he gives me a whole other hour one on one. So I'm and that that's not gonna happen very often. And I'm really hoping, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jinx it, but I'm gonna jinx it because I want to play this soundbite uh, that I'm really hoping it's not gonna be. It might have been in person, but during, because of his schedule, maybe over the phone. Let me see. If you can guess who this is? Guns and Roses. No, that is all right. Come on, there's only one person that talks like this. Guns and Roses. Oh, I pressed the wrong thing. Too many buttons. Here we go. Oh, Stoner Roses. No, but Stoner from Half Baked. That's Pauly Shore. Oh, I was thinking oh, it dang. was. Now, now I hear it now. The the, the Stoner from uh, well, they're all Stoners and Half Baked. But what do you think? <laughs> Jim Floor? Yep. Oh, yeah. well. He's been on twice, so I wouldn't have teased that. I'm hoping to get uh, Paulie Shore on, so that's breaking news, maybe. We'll see. Ooh. I want it to happen so bad. I'm trying to wish it into, uh, wish it into existence. Paulie Shore, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you, <laughs> you should definitely Do this man's podcast. Hey, yeah, I know. I reached out because he's, uh, he's uh, promoting, uh, he's doing like a country tour of Family Feud. I mean, why would he not be on your podcast? Is he just un-American or something? Does he hate our country and our troops and rock and roll in the USA and Coca-Cola? Or, I, mean, I mean, it would be careless not to assume that. That's, I mean, that's obviously the takeaway that you get. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, a lot of times it's, it's schedule. I mean, when I first got on Roberta Freeman, it took like a while for that to happen. And she was one of the, like my favorite people I've interviewed and uh, have connected with. But you just never know, and I don't know. You know, that's why I, I respect what you guys are doing and what what GNR Central and other outlets uh, are able to put out as far as Guns N' Roses content because it's hard to talk about this stuff because they don't give you a lot. You know, they they just don't give you a lot to 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 work with. So, and there are people who are, just can talk Guns N' Roses that you wouldn't think that would like. Oh, I can easily get this get person as a guest. Like on my my on my portion of this crossover, you spoke about uh, Bumblefoot. Bumblefoot was my first radio interview ever, and nice. that was, that was what excuse me when I was when I met him uh, at in Ottawa at a GNR show, and nobody knew who he was, but we had just I knew he would remember me, and I asked him like, "Oh, I do a radio uh, radio in Cape Cod, and I want to interview you." It's like, "Oh, hit me up on MySpace." So we, oh wow, way back. I know. So we were probably for like six months, you know, just chiming back and forth of when he has time uh, from when they were done with the tour to to do an interview. Uh, but I would he, love to have Bumblefoot on this show. Just just if, if for nothing else, just to get to talk to him again and chat with him again. Well, I hope that you do because he's always been polite in his uh, his him declining to come on it because he just doesn't want to talk or be focused on Guns N' Roses, even though I know how to balance a conversation and I can just have him on and not even talk about Guns N' Roses. I could talk about everything else. That's fine by me. 
but there's something about having like the Guns N' Roses in the name of a podcast or anything yeah. like that. They, it scares some of these people off. I've reached out to people you've never heard of, but have played on the record that have signed like non-disclosure agreements. It's like, what the fuck is this about? So it's, uh, it's difficult. So I, I admire what you guys are, are doing because it's a, uh, it's a fun endeavor, but it's a challenging one at times. So that's why I, sometimes when you say, oh, you got this guest, this guest, I'm like, I can't even get fucking DJ Ashba on my truck. <laughs> oh my God. And we would have a great conversation. I know DJ and I would, but uh, I just don't know. Why don't you, know. you just use the, like, for example, 96.7 FM moniker? <laughs> I don't want to deceive these people. <laughs> but uh, no, I would never like deceive these people. That's why I, I mean, I, I want to wish this into existence also, and I kind of let it cool down a little bit. But like Duff McKagan's people, like he was here promoting tenderness, and it wasn't like I reached out to him like I did with Dave Kushner, where it was solo. This was, uh, I was on the list of statements he was going to be interviewed by because of people who I, I work with who set that up. So it was like all through iHeart. And then his people got scared off because of the name of the podcast. Uh, and some other people who I've interviewed in the past, and maybe like you never know with like former like p- players and managers and people. And I'm never going to judge anyone's like relationship. It's I don't have those experiences, it but happens, it, it, it scares them off. Even though it's like I I'm a professional. I know what I'm like. We're here to talk about what you want to talk about, nothing else. But people can be uh, I don't know. There's a lot of bad DJs out there. People have had bad experiences with interviewers. Like I'll just say too, if you, this ever happens to you, and it, it ended up having a happy ending with well, the other version of what that means uh, with with Tommy Stinson. <laughs> that at, at first it was it was really nice where the first person I connected with, I just commented on his Cowboys in the Campfire band. Like I would love to interview Tommy, and then like a couple of days later, the PR person for that band reached out to me, and then I sent her an email, and she's like, you know, when I forward this, maybe you. You want to mention GNR as like the third or fourth thing as you, the thing that you want to talk about. And even though I'm like, oh, let's talk about Guns N' Roses. We'll talk about your new stuff. Like I say it casually. I don't just say like, I'm going to hammer you with GNR stuff. But she's like, it's not like he won't talk about GNR. It's just because we've been burned in the past where we're here to promote the new thing, which is how he makes his money now and how he earns a living. But oh, yeah. all, the, all they'll do is talk about Guns N' Roses. And they don't know me from, you know, from Adam, as the saying goes. So I, I don't take that personally. I'm like, sure. So the, 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 once they have the experience with me, they get what I'm about, then it's fine. Uh, but yeah, you got to be getting guests is, is hard. It's, it's definitely hard. So I'm, I'm very lucky that I've been able to, to do 150 plus with some of the names that I've had. So you being 10 episodes in, I, I never really, I never my wildest dreams, 150 <laughs> plus fucking crazy so hopefully you you could catch up to me i hope that happens oh well me too i and i and like i said we really appreciate you coming on uh let me ask you this man um you're obviously to even start a gnr podcast you have to be a super fan of this group do you know of a specific moment that made you enough of a super fan of this band to start to to want to start a podcast dedicated to that it's i mean there's a couple ways that i can go with that to just to want to start it was something i didn't want to do uh, I just wasn't enjoying myself on FM radio the last several years. Uh, for one, just the creativity is just destroyed in terrestrial radio. I mean, of course, there are still some good shows out there, good stations, but 
for the most part. It's like why people are going to podcasts. It's the same thing why people are going to streaming services because cable is is garbage. It's the same shows, same recycled formulas for a sitcom. It's just there's no creativity in it. And also between, you know, how many times can I talk between Zeppelin and, and the Stones and talk about bands that really don't exist anymore on uh, classic rock radio? But I, I, I think just when I was when I was younger, I used to remember asking my friend uh, Mike, like, what Guns N' Roses CD should I buy first? Um, and he, of course, he's like, what, what, what songs do you like? And obviously, most of the songs that you like are going to be off appetite when you're younger. Uh, if if not for nothing else, that's what's on the radio. And I guess remember just becoming a fan, starting to become a fan that way. Because uh, at the time, I think I just grew up being like a huge Green Day fan. Uh, and then they, I guess, needed something more hard rock. And as I got older, VH1 played all these great 80s specials and behind the musics. And something really connected me with GNR. And this can lead, it, it, it's funny because it connects to Garden of Eden. Uh, this might have been like, I don't know, sophomore year of college. I was dating a girl who was big into uh, 80s metal and hair metal and Guns N' Roses. And I'm over her house one day and I had never sat down to watch Welcome to the Videos. So, I mean, I had seen November Rain. I had seen Welcome. I had seen Paradise. But I think for the most part, I hadn't seen the rest of those videos. So I never saw Garden of Eden. And I just remember watching it for the first time. And when he, uh, this could bleed into our conversation later or whatever but when he like licks the the microphone making like a silly face uh <laughs> on the video i guess i remember smiling and laughing i'm like that's a fucking rock star man like that's so cool like <laughs> everything about this is just uh, I, I just love it and it, she probably made me the guns of roses freak that i i became just that they just became my new favorite band at that time so probably you know early college uh, and then especially when I finally got to see them. So it would have been like maybe my second year of college when they played uh, the garden with, with Buckethead. And yeah, it was when I was dating her when they came back on the VMAs with, with Bucket and uh, Robin Fink and that Jimmy Fallon, that whole fucking crazy thing. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was just uh, an exciting time to be. Yeah, it was an exciting and interesting time to become a Guns N' Roses fan. Because I only had been like a casual fan. Then once I became a fan, that's when I started going on my GNR forum, getting all the Chinese democracy leaks. So there was just like this whole underground belly of this really famous band that nobody was aware of, but only the the, the crazy few that would go on go online and get on all these uh, forum arguments. And so yeah, probably that's when I became like a super fan. But I'm glad Ian talked me into doing this podcast because. Like why would I? I I wasn't a big podcast person. I I, I was into to, you know radio, of course. Uh, I would listen to maybe some pre-recorded you know, like Opie and Anthony uh, when that was still a thing uh, here in New York. There was a, a show called Boomer and Carton, where Carton got arrested for, for illegal gambling or whatever. So that show died. So I would be up early enough to listen to these shows. So I listened to their quote-unquote podcast version of it. But for the most part, I'm listening to music in my car or maybe sports radio. Uh, so I'm like, well, are we really going to talk about Guns N' Roses? Like, how much is there to say? Oh, I like them. They're really cool. How am I, where am I going to go with this? The and, Kiss Forum from Family Guy was my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 
and it would just be like he's like you'd be surprised and at the time he was working for a military podcast and he was making money off it and i'm like all right let's try this and the first episode we were just talking about the reunion They're like an hour and a half later it's like whoa we could talk a lot more and he's like yeah once wait until we start getting guests so you know getting the early guests that we got uh charlie benanti got and then hearing his fandom you know how like hearing like these rock stars talk about how big of fans that they are uh, carla harvey from the butcher babies uh, and it was just a cool experience and then just meeting all the like, just like you guys you know whatever the, you wanted to how you wanted to find the word meet but meeting all these online people from all over, literally all over the world that love this band and all have different experiences yet you can kind of compare them to your own is something special and i don't i'm sure you can do that if you're a metallica fan or a zeppelin fan or my chemical romance fan but there's something about being a, a gnr fan i think it's just special and uh i don't know i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm proud to have guns and roses be my favorite band uh but oh, doing yeah. the yeah but doing the podcast i mean there are certain things i've you know become exhausting about this band but they're the same <laughs> like you know the music is what it is i love it you know they'll always be a part of my life uh childhood you know discovering music on the radio or concert experiences or for me relationship experiences uh that, that you know make it uh unique and special to you that's why i liked hearing your stories in my podcast and i i've learned that you can keep doing a fucking guns and roses podcast that's why i will you know i i, I you guys i know you could do it i'm getting like i was trying to give you not on purpose ideas oh once you run out of songs you could talk about albums you could talk about coverage you could talk about so there's just so much to talk about oh yeah it's you wouldn't think you wouldn't think so but there is uh chris before we move on to our, our next segment uh I, I think you said you had something you wanted to ask uh no i think we're good actually we're good we can move on if you want <laughs> Here I was trying to to make sure that you didn't feel left out, man. No, no. Me, me, I I like to observe. I like to just listen and, you know, put my one line in or whatever. I was feeling like an asshole here. (laughs) I'm like a sponge. I just absorb everything, you know. Uh, I'll answer it anyway, Chris, even though you don't don't want to ask it. But boxers. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you read my mind. (laughs) Going back to our first episode, have you ever got swamp ass and leather pants? You've gotten swamp ass and leather pants? Like doing a show? No, I would assume. In the first episode, we talk about uh, Axl Rose and leather pants and the Welcome to the Jungle Jeez. video. And and our conversation devolved into uh, how bad was the swamp ass after that? Oh, <laughs> I know I've had a pee uh, during an interview. I forgot who that was with. I just like I couldn't get off the phone. I think I just took out a bottle and I peed and I shut off my microphone. I forgot. <laughs> oh my. I forgot. Hey, there ain't no shame in that. I forgot what it was. I got uh, lucky one time. Was interviewing Kenny Star Maker Bowling, and he was talking and talking and talking, and I had to go so bad. And I rolled the dice and took my headset off, ran to the bathroom, and came back and put my headphones back on. And he had not stopped talking yet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a different thing about a podcast. Uh, you know, you could do in, in radio. I can just put on November Rain or Freebird or Indigata Davida and, and go take a you know a pee or two. <laughs> but yeah, but a podcast. 
Oh, yeah, I remember Tommy Stinson one time. He's like, can you hold on? My my dinner just got delivered. Uh, do you mind if I call you back after I ate dinner? And we only had done like 15 minutes at the time. Sure. Oh my God. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, guys, we're going to move on. And uh, guess what time it is, Chris? What time is it, Mr. Bones? It's it's time for the random bit of the day. Actually, before we Woo! do the random bit of the day, I got to tell you about something, man. Uh, and you too, Brando, while you guys All are right. here. Uh, I saw the new Star Wars trailer uh, this week. And uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. And uh, I was checking it out. And there was a, uh, a really cool scene in it where... Uh, what's the character's name? I can't think of the new guy's name. So I think it's uh, uh, Poe. Kylo Ren? No, not Kylo, but I think it's Poe. Poe Dameron? Yeah, Poe Dameron. He uh, had a scene where uh, he was hiding from uh, the stormtroopers and stuff, and then uh, you see his uh, cell phone light up, and uh, he pulls it out and checks it, and he had like a a notification from uh, some kind of newfangled uh, uh, service where people can like post things for everybody to see. Uh, be it links, maybe random thoughts and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, then, like, apparently, the more I looked into Star Wars lore, apparently on this uh, thing that Poe Dameron was using, uh, and I guess this is just in the extended universe, uh, he could actually add people on this uh, platform to be, like, friends or something like that or followers or whatever. And I just thought to myself, man... How cool would it be to live in a galaxy far, far away, where such a such a thing existed? That, well, that it's we 2019, could... and it does exist. Sorry, I'm cutting you off there. Oh, <laughs> but really? yes, yes, we're in our galaxy, but it's not far away. It's just we're just chilling here. But it's 2019. It's called social media. Is that oh. what you're getting to? <laughs> that was what I was segueing to. Do tell <sighs> yes. about these things, Chris. Well, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram, both the same handle at Guns in Radio Pod. So that's Guns, the letter N, Radio Pod. Find us there. Um, we're posting all sorts of content on our Twitter, Instagram. You're gonna find like GNR memes, uh, notifications when episodes are up, other cool little like vids. I'm gonna be posting vids from the recent tour that I found. Hopefully, awesome. don't get copyright striked. Dude. Cause the eyes of the ranger are Yes. Yeah, and then on Twitter, I post like clips from uh, previous episodes of the podcast. You know, put a link. You can listen in our archives if you missed certain segments of the podcast or you missed certain episodes. You can always go back, listen to our archives there, providing you some funny clips, entertainment, stuff like that. Wow, that's an awesome thing that I've never uh, heard of because I live under a rock. Brando, do you have anything of this this type? Why, yes, I do. Um, What? Yeah, the interwebs is a thing. Actually, before he, well, I'm already turning this morbid. Before my grandfather passed away, when I was living with him, he asked me one time, he's like, what's the internet? I'm like, how do I start? Oh, gosh. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to follow on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show or on Twitter at the AFD show. And what's been pretty cool, uh, with gathering all the the followers that I don't even know if some of them even listen to the podcast because I have a lot of people who uh, speak other languages because I see them commenting in Spanish or 
Greek or Portuguese, and thankfully Facebook has and Twitter have the translate option. But uh, I've been able to get access through um, through my job through iHeart of a, a Getty Images account. So I've been getting a lot of great photos, very cool photos that people aren't posting because I mean it's who's searching for fucking uh, head rehearsal footage or uh, or photos rather than the VMA. So he's wearing like a, a different weird mask, but uh, <laughs> just like some random like pictures that i get that are that getty images are there that you wouldn't find online like fucking velvet revolver hanging out with avril lavigne just like weird things and uh, i like interacting with listeners asking questions and starting conversations uh on there and if you feel like instagram because i know you guys are on there um my podcast isn't but i am and i kind of treat it like uh, my podcast where i'll talk about guests and and promote episodes but uh bell biv brando Instead of Belbiv DeVoe, just uh, search for Belbiv Barando. Very proud of that one. And uh, as always, links will be in the description to uh, all of Brando's stuff as well as all of our stuff. We'll have it all right there, uh, easy for you to find in the description of this podcast. And uh, we encourage you to check that out. I did see the Buckethead thing. I guess that was you that posted it because when you said that, it made me, it, it, it jarred something in my memory. And then I was thinking, who rehearses? <laughs> but then, uh, who lives in a chicken coop playing hardcore porn that's full of dog shit? So And recording an album. And recording an album. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, Chris, I did once again bring it all back around full circle <laughs> to hardcore yes. porn and dog shit. Week, every week, we somehow pull this, pull this shit off through a Buckhead story and uh, run with it, you know? Man, I guess I didn't know about him until Guns N' Roses, so I'm I'm late to the Buckethead game. But yeah, he's great. But yeah, those photos they they look like Hellraiser uh, masks, and I know GNR Central picked up those photos. But yeah, I get them from Getty Images, and I, you know, I want to share them with with listeners and to do that. So I, I'm pretty active. I'm very active actually on social media and and talking to people who even privately, not just on the posts, but people who DM me. So. I uh, just want to connect everybody in this Guns N' Roses universe. And, and plus, uh, having again, having done Trusted Radio, I think there's something special about connecting with an audience through a podcast. A, I think that's how you become successful. But that's the way radio used to be. You used to feel like you were hanging out with a friend. Yeah. And now so many uh, voices you hear on the radio are, I mean, this podcast is pre-recorded, but you know what I mean. Like It's, just, it's a pre-recorded short break that they're doing. There's nobody in the studio. Again, yeah. it's not it's not every station or company that does this, uh, but that that doesn't happen. I don't even think there's there's too many overnight jocks anymore. People on the third shift used to, have to talk to the overnight hosts, and you know maybe with the exception of sports radio, that doesn't that's it's it's a rare occurrence for that to be uh, to happen. So to connect with listeners on social media, uh, it, it's important. Uh, there's a love hate relationship with the with the interwebs with the social media, but. Uh, that's that's how you stay connected in between episodes, you know. Oh yeah, I like being accessible too, and I like feeling accessible. That's why we have a Discord and all kinds of other uh, ways to connect with us. And so does Brando. We love hearing from you guys, and I know so does he. All right, so with that, uh, you guys ready to spin the wheel of random, and let's do the random bit of the day before we get into uh, the Garden of Eden music video. Let's do it. All right, right here goes. <laughs> Embarrassing product live rent. 
Okay, uh, she read that wrong. It's the Embarrassing Product Live Read. So this is where we do a live read advertisement for an embarrassing product that does not sponsor this show, but we're going to pretend that they do. <laughs> and today's product is Equate Hemorrhoid Suppositories. <laughs> nice. Brando, you've got radio experience. Uh, this will be a fun one for you. Sure. <laughs> you need to send me the script? Uh, no, we're just making it up as we go. Okay. So, what, so you know, Give me the name of the product again. Equate Hemorrhoid Suppositories. I know what hemorrhoids are. I know what suppositories are. Equate? Is that just the name of the, the product? Equate is like off-brand, uh, yeah, like Preparation brand. H, but like, you know, you get the generic version. That oh, would be okay. Equate. That's Oh, that's what you want. You, you want a, a generic version of something to go up your ass. That's what. That's <laughs> Listen, guys, uh, I got a story no. I got to tell you guys. Go ahead. So it's a little embarrassing. The uh, the other day, I was uh, I was with the missus. We're gonna pretend I have a missus. I was with the missus, and uh, it was a little intimate moment, and. Uh, I realized uh, I could not continue because of the itching and burning sensation that I had going on within my rectum. <laughs> and luckily for me, I discovered Equate Hemorrhoid Suppositories at Walmart for only $4.89. Available now at walmart.com. <laughs> With only one insert, <laughs> I was feeling much better. I was able to make love to my wife. <laughs> okay, Bravo, your turn. <laughs> my turn. We all. We all. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was interviewing. Bobby Brown, and I had this little tingle in my uh, my butt balloon, and <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't continue. I needed to continue though because she is such a a hot guest and hard to hard to book. But thankfully, in my Guns and Roses fanny pack, I had a, a uh, an actual DJ Ashba sponsored equate. Uh, <laughs> What is it? Anal suppository? What is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Thing. And I took that, that one uh, applicator that I needed. I put it right up there, right in the uh, the Garden of Eden. And <laughs> I was able to finish the interview, and Bobby was none the wiser. <laughs> Equate. Now sold at Rite Aid. <laughs> Are you getting in on this, Chris? Oh, I'm gonna try and think of something. Go along somewhere here. Uh, <laughs> this is probably the best random bit we've done so far. <laughs> this is hilarious. So this is a hemorrhoid repository again. Sorry, or, or what? Or something? But I don't know. <laughs> you know the product. So, so Chris, 
I know yeah. you were telling me the other day that you know you and your girlfriend uh, mm-hmm. were going out on a date, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were taking her to that really nice uh, restaurant, the real expensive place where you guys had to wear the suit and everything was candlelit. Yeah, it was and, a nice uh, little steakhouse. And uh, I, yeah, you said you were going to meet her parents for the first time, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But then you told me something went horribly wrong, but you didn't tell me anything else. What 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 happened, man? And how were you miraculously saved from that awkward situation? Oh man, so, something down down in the the bowels of my anus there Just was not cooperating with the rest of my body. Luckily, in my breast pocket of my jacket, I had an equate uh, repository. So I said, "Excuse me." Miss, Mr. and Mrs., I must use the restroom. Proceeded to find the nearest stall and do the dirty deed of inserting one equate suppository into the rectum. And no problems after that. Her parents love me, and things are going smooth in my relationship. Thanks, Equate. <laughs> and we also want to give a shout-out to Germex Hand Sanitizer that helped us all out. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, because after you have to put your finger even a smidge near your ass, you need hand sanitizer. Don't leave home without it. <laughs> Never. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was, uh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> it's oh. Guns of Radio, man. Expect the unexpected here. Clearly. All right, with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're going to go into... The uh, the video of the day, the song of the day, but luckily this one has a music video that we're going to watch. If you go to YouTube and you pull up uh, the Garden of Eden, you can watch along with us. Uh, what you want to do is pull it up, and uh, it'll be the Vivo version that we're going to watch that says uh, the without paper version. And uh, we're going to just kind of... Uh, Watch this. I'm going to mute the thing here while it gets through the ads. Let it get through the ads. If you need to pause the podcast or whatever, uh, pause the podcast. Go to YouTube. Search Guns N' Roses Garden of Eden. Uh, get the Vivo version. Get past all the commercials. Maybe get like one second into the video and hit pause. And then uh, we'll give you a countdown here in just a second where you can hit play. And then you'll be able to uh, watch along with us. Maybe even mute the video and just listen to us. Yeah, because we'll be spitting some facts here as well as along with the video. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys ready? Ready, Freddy. Let's do get it. lost in the Garden of Eden. Be an interesting place to get lost in. I know, right? <laughs> Too many naked people for my taste. <laughs> Probably the cheapest music video they've ever done. Yeah, this was, well, one of two versions of the video. Was there just two, or was there like three or so? No, there's there's two. So the well, the first one has the paper flying around or something. Yeah. This is the other one. That's the following the bouncing ball like karaoke style one. Yeah, but and they this took one that off. In for, why the would video. they do that? I don't know. Well, this one appeared in Welcome to the Video, so that's on that like that VHS DVD set. Okay. Yeah, we kind of touched on that at the end of last week. I didn't know where okay. I'd seen that before. An interesting fact about this, too. This was used in the pilot episode of Beavis and Butthead. Yes, we played that clip at the beginning of the show. Oh. I didn't hear the edited version, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got uh, Dizzy Reed and uh, Tommy Zizag- Zigzag dancing around in the back there. Teddy Zigzag, yeah. Teddy, my bad, Teddy Zigzag. <laughs> we were talking about Tommy Stinson earlier with Brando. 
And Brando, you said that uh, that uh, the part where he licks the the microphone. Yeah, I, it's just amazing how it's just this is the same band that put together estranged in, in November Rain these big elaborate videos, and this is just off your fish eye lands. I think uh, what's his face from us, uh, Andy Sandberg did a whole song on like a, a fish eye lens with his parody troupe. But just with a fisheye lens, and yeah, was that the paper thing you're talking about, like the bouncing ball to follow over the lyrics that are so, yeah. that, that are read so so loud? So yeah, I'm focused. I remember the first time watching it. I'm just I'm not sure what to focus on. You know, <laughs> like I, I think maybe the second time you, you notice Dizzy and Teddy dancing in the back, and you're just focused on Axel who's in the middle, and he's going to be all. It's just very rock and roll, and then he'll just smile and. And lick that microphone and and, it, <laughs> and just crick his head sideways and do another crook smile and I'm like this is just really funny and really rock and roll it's just there's something so it's so simple but it's so perfect. Like it's I just, agree. It's it's very pure. You wish that you know this is the band that did a video like this so simple that why couldn't they do a video, a video like this for like better or something newer? Oh right. And that's yeah. not elaborate, but but yeah, just uh, seeing Slash and Dolphin them just like rock the fuck out all within. I I wonder if they were told like you can't go out of this space, like they probably maybe put a tape down, like you can't go past this, otherwise you're out of the camera view. Yeah, but, uh, I'm sure they had some sort of boundary like that set up. Probably, I guess, or they just let it fly. I wonder how many takes that that video took. I can't imagine it because it's not like he is he really completely in sync with the lyrics. Sometimes, yes, you can tell that if you really watch his lips, especially there toward the end, you can kind of tell that he's he's not really doing anything. Uh, but by the time that Axel stops really lip syncing very well, there's so much other shit that's caught your eye, at least for me, that I didn't notice that until watching it a few times this week. And that's how I learned the lyrics to this song by watching the video. <laughs> watching know, you, that ball bounce. Yeah, you, you take out the, the liner notes and the, and the CD jacket or, or uh, what, whatever you want, the vinyl uh final notes or whatever it is or azlyrics.com or something but just by watching the yeah just by watching the video i got to learn the lyrics to to that song which is just you know it's informative it's an it's an instructional video <laughs> it's a great educational I did, tool i did print out the lyrics from az lyrics so that we could uh check those out but before we do that i do want to tell you guys there's a there's uh have you guys ever heard of a show called metalocalypse Sure. Yeah. Okay, there's an episode where Guns N' Roses is parodied on there by a band called Snakes and Barrels. That I did not was, Okay, I guess I didn't see every episode. Okay. Uh, Pickles is the name of the drummer on there. And uh, apparently back in the 80s, according to the show, he had another band called Snakes and Barrels where he was the lead singer. And uh, so they build up to the Snakes and Barrels reunion show, and uh, they're going to play a song, and then they actually play a song together. And uh, I believe, uh, I've never seen anything confirm this, but I've shown it to a lot of my friends who aren't GNR fans, but are Metalocalypse fans, 
when we've seen that episode. I'm like, you know, this has got to be the song that they're parodying. in. I'll show them Garden of Eden. And uh, the difference is, is I, I don't even know if this has lyrics or not. But I'm going to play you the parody version. And then you guys tell me if you think that this sounds like uh, a Garden of Eden parody or not. Because it's unconfirmed. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like yeah, they do all the build-up, and then you can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check out that episode, man. I had no idea. It's called That's Snakes my... and Barrels. Snakes and Barrels. Beautiful. And then they have a uh, another episode in future seasons where uh, Snakes and Barrels come back sober with a new lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, maybe Velvet Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Oh, sure. So, I recommend checking those out. Good, uh, good show, good episode. And uh, you tell me what you think, because I, uh, <coughs> I see that as a, uh, as probably a parody of of uh, Garden of Eden. All right, no, I gotta watch the. Uh, I don't know. You have the luxury of watching the video at the moment, but I'm, I'm curious to see the whole setup to that. But, I mean, also, it, all sure. I have is a clip. I don't have the episode or anything. Uh, but I think that's it's surely it's out there on Hulu or something. I'm sure. I mean, the way you're describing it, a with just the name of the band, and <laughs> you know, GNR really doesn't. What's the, what's the song that's even close to that tempo? Perfect Crime, maybe. Yeah, I could say that. So uh, could it's be, got. Maybe. I mean, they wouldn't call it, you know, snakes and. Uh, barrels and have a song sound like Crocodile Rock or something like that. It's, <laughs> it, it had to have been inspired by something else, GNR. So uh, it, maybe that might be a good episode. That's not, that made me think. Uh, since I reached out to the the Looney Tunes guys, who uh, Axel was in the Looney Tunes episode, maybe I'll reach out to the uh, Metal Ocalbus writers. All right, look at that. You spawned an idea for me. Thank you. Oh, that's cool. Hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> Just don't forget, though. It's not a problem. You can stop. It's rock and roll. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Hang on. You get the sound bit again. All right. So, uh, Garden of Eden, the only facts that I've really gotten on this one uh, for this episode is just the 12th song from Use Your Illusion 1, which is officially the first song from Use Your Illusion 1 that we've ever covered on this show. Uh, it was written by Slash and Axel. And they're the only ones that I think have credit for uh, this one. And it's yep. only been played live twice, according wow. to setlist.fm. And that was February 23rd, 1993 in Austin, Texas, and February 25th, 1993 in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, see, wow. we're really going to have to do a, I don't know, a follow-up, because now Google is saying the source is a lyric find. And it says the songwriters are Saul Hudson, Izzy Stradlin, Duff Rose McKagan, Darren A. Reed. <laughs> we never, I've never seen it said like that. Who the fuck is that? Uh, Izzy Reed, uh, Matt Sorum, and W. Axel Rose. Okay, we're going to settle this. You guys uh, fill time for a minute and give me just a second. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. 
Do we have fill time music? <laughs> like the final Jeopardy theme? Sure. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> uh, we, let me go as well because I want to know who completely wrote that. Mm-hmm. I mean, was since it was a user illusion song, like would Izzy have written any of that? I mean, it's not like he. It's not like he he, I mean, Axel has written, wrote stuff before Appetite that would come out yeah. like November Rain, so I, I get that part of it. This I mean, he would have played on it for sure. Well, Mike Clink produced it according to Wikipedia, which is never wrong. Oh, and it's sitting <laughs> So Wikipedia gets this Axel and Slash. So no one has this right. Yeah, because I even checked it on Spotify. You can check song credits there. And it's it says like, written by Duff, Izzy, Slash, and Axel. Kids, this is why libraries libraries should never go out of business. <laughs> I know, or, right? All right, I have the record here. Let me put this stuff aside because I can't let any of this get harmed. And go figure, after all of that, the sleeve on the inside of the record doesn't tell me shit. <laughs> I've got the plastic one that's all in Japanese. Oh, that's let's, good. let's see if the back of the record tells us anything. Why hell no. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I found it. Oh. Let's see. Give me just a minute. Keep keep stalling for me. Dude. All right. Dude. Dude, 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 dude. I always like the, the, the suck on that. Uh, <laughs> I wish they could play it live. And I used to think that, okay, like, I get it. You you get older. You may have your breathing techniques are different. I don't even think, like, Dave Grohl sings uh, uh, Monkey Wrench the same. You know, like, because yeah. there's that whole part of the song where he's like singing for like 20 straight seconds with no breath or, or 30 seconds or whatever, mm-hmm. and he has to break it up live. But after seeing him do, uh, what the fuck is it slipping my mind? The song that was on the box set that was re released that came out, The Shadow of Your Love. So oh. that, that's a pretty quick, fast paced song. And after you mm-hmm. Axel DT, like, I guess I don't feel there's a song that he can't do. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of whether he wants to do it. Uh, I guess, and again, I'm, I'm only uh, assuming that. Yeah, that's why I, I would agree with that too. I think, especially with Axel, I'm like, I don't know. You, if you're listening like Axel DC, like he, he basically sounds like a mix of Brian Johnson and Bon Scott. He was he was insane during that what like few months he was there with Angus and company. And I then hope- he comes back to GNR, and it's like, why does he sound like a Mickey Mouse again? I, I think it's the the way he balances his voice. Someone said it like. What is the show? Hour and a half, mm. and she and her shows are two hours longer than that. Oh yeah, yeah. So you gotta pace yourself a certain way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But and this is just, of course, my my uh, opinion or just it based upon really no fact other than my own experience. I feel like he's just he he was away for so long, actual. That he's just trying to cram as much Guns N' Roses and make up for lost time. Like, he wouldn't want to do an hour and a half show, two and a half hour show. And I think sometimes that affects him vocally. He sings well, but mm. it's just 
again, it's not as compressed where you could maybe get away. I could do the rasp for an hour, hour and a half, but I can't do it for three and a half hours. Otherwise, I'm going to blow out a vocal cord or something like that. Again, just me, me speculating. Uh, mm-hmm. He still has it, though, on like Live and Let Die and parts of Welcome to the Jungle. So, I mean, it's in there somewhere. That's what I'm, it, It's in there. So I think he just he just unleashes it like a you know like a special uh, Pokemon move or something or whatever he wants to you know to, to utilize it or whatever. But you know, it's not like I've never enjoyed a show of recent stuff. But I there was it was just noticeably different when I saw him with ACDC. I'm like, whoa, there's the rap and it's not leaving. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I didn't find it. I'm sorry. All right, good. All right. Well, we have all these uh, God Roses podcast hosts that know. <laughs> wow, we are the least credible sources here. Well, I, I think I said for also from the uh, the get go that you know I just happen to be in radio and do a Guns Roses, Roses podcast, and I'm you know I'm a super fan, but am I in no way, shape, or form an expert? Don't forget, we got to give the rating for the song. Oh shit! Thank you, Chris. I forget that literally every single episode. So <laughs> it happens sometimes. All right, you guys go first. Well, what are you rating out of? Is it you know zero to five? Zero okay. to five. Thumbs up, or are they like five roses, or just stars? Just, just a number. We should do roses. We need. We need to come stars. up with something a little bit. Right. Five slash top hats. Five balls, maybe. So who's going first here? We'll let you go first. Uh, so if you have to give like five would be like, I guess your what your favorite song would be like, would, like November rain for me or right, that's right. that five. Like what, what would one be like my world? It's funny you say that because whenever we're talking about a shitty GNR song on this show, we always default to my world. <laughs> it's just I like I don't hate him for it because I think it was just a fun thing that they did, but it's just so out of whack. Yeah. But then again, years later, you see all the stuff he's done with uh, the Chinese democracy uh, leaks, calling like I'm the Mac Daddy. So I mean, there's, there's a weird <laughs> stuff. On it was a uh, that or just I, I hate the fact that there's an alternate version of uh, D- "Don't Cry." I don't want to learn new lyrics. It's this is the melody <laughs> I learned. These lyrics yeah. I learned. It, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I for me personally, I fucking love it so much, and with the video, I give it a, a strong four. All right, Chris. All right, uh, I'm gonna give it like a uh, a two points, two and a three quarters, two point seven five. It's good. <laughs> it's not like a crazy like good song I'd seek out and listen to, but like if it comes on shuffle here and there, I'll I'll listen to it. I'll be like, ah, oh, it's a good old GNR, you know. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm about in the same boat. I'd give it about a two. Like right there in the middle. All right, I, I, see that's why it's, I, I like that you picked this song for me because it it's happens to be one of my my favorite tunes. Whenever I do decide to to work out and use my uh, exercise bike, it's always on Ooh. my playlist. And it just it just again the way it just kicks off. The it speed, would be a good one to work out to on a bike. And just having the visual of the of the the video like associated with that. And just with the rock parts of them just going crazy in the background and the chili and the cheerleaders, the whatever the dancers in the background, and just the humor element that's in it, just all of it. It's just it's always ever since I first heard it, uh, it's just always struck a chord with me. Uh, no pun intended, I guess. But I guess if I had again, if November Rain is my five, 
I can't give Garden of Eden uh, Garden of Eden a five as well. So I got I got to give it a hard four. Right, right. I'm not hating on the song or anything. Mm. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm just saying why I'm uh, so above and beyond that. It's, it's special to me. Yeah. All right, Brando, you want to push the button? Spin the wheel. We'll see what we do next week. I can do this. Do I want to spin the wheel? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'll make it louder. Do I want to spin the wheel? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys. Black leather. All right. (laughs) Black leather is next. Black leather's next. Back to the spaghetti incident. Black leather, yeah, man, that's that's a a song and an album that really needs to be respected and revisited. There's a lot of great tunes on there. I know it's a covers record, but that doesn't doesn't matter. I think maybe GNR fans are a little uh, sensitive to covers now because they need to cut some of those out and put their original music in, which they have been doing. They have been a doing bit. lately, but uh, no, that that's a great record, man. Absolutely. And great and a great tune, but yeah. Again, thank you so much. Uh, it was great getting to know you guys both on my show, uh, and then of course on yours. Me getting to be a guest, which I don't get to do very often, so I appreciate uh, you allowing me to do so. And just keep going, man. I can't wait till you hit triple digits, like myself. Well, we really appreciate you being here. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. You got it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. The door is always open. If you want to come back, we always love you back here. Likewise. No doubt. Well, you guys, you, you guys ready to go home? Let's go home. I sent him home. Well, until next time, on behalf of Brando of Appetite for Distortion, again, links in the description to go check out his show. And uh, uh, what was it I said? The Madman, Chris Caputo. I'm yes. Dustin Bones. And thank you especially for listening to the Guns and Radio podcast. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Peace. Adios. At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.